0: Welcome to uh, Impact Job Talk Episode 3. Hope you guys have enjoyed the first couple of episodes that we put out. Uh, I'm here with Impact's Vice President Matt Peel. And hey, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, we're going to jump right into it, I think, uh, and talk a little bit about qualifications and uh, how do you best uh, talk about your qualifications to an employer, whether it be through the resume or once you get to the interview. So to start out before you get to the interview, what are, what are some of the best ways for a candidate do you think to prepare just for the interview in general, but specifically more to talk about their own qualifications as they get to the interview?
1: Yeah, the uh, the easiest way to prepare obviously is to hit their website, uh, do as much information or dig in as much as you can about uh, the company, um, size, uh, what they manufacture, what they produce, LinkedIn's a great tool to get a uh, backdrop on the people you're going to meet with, understanding uh, similar experiences, understanding their education. It's always a great idea to, to do a little bit of the homework heading into that, that interview uh, so you can be prepared. So if uh, the question comes up, what do you know about us? You can at least uh, talk intelligently. at a high level what the organization does and and understand
0: and be able to tell them why you actually want to work in that organization you tie it into what you know about them and why you think that you would make a real good fit to work there
1: yeah no doubt you definitely want to tie in uh, either your industry experience your functional expertise whatever it might be that's driving the opening and and how your skills align for sure and what are some
0: of the more common mistakes that you think Candidates make that you think they should avoid as far as when they're preparing? What are some things maybe they miss
1: the most? Again, it's a fine line of uh, being uh, underprepared and overprepared. There's some people that, when asked the question, What do you know about us?, spend the next five minutes citing K1s through. You know, recent turnover or, or sales trends. So um, there's a fine line of giving too much information and being too prepared for that interview. And then the the other person that flies by the seat of their pants, I'll figure it out as we, we go along. And uh, very few people can do that successfully. Uh, most of the time, people will be able to smell the uh the bs from that standpoint of somebody trying to wing it but it's a fine line you know they're either underprepared or they're overprepared to the point that they're controlling the conversation the underprepared person is trying to make stuff up as they go
0: so be prepared but keep it sort of brief while you're actually in the interview and show off that you know what you're talking about but maybe not
1: go into too much detail exactly and if they're asking you what you know about us at a high level you should say understand some of your suppliers understand some of your customers um, maybe it's a company that does not have any type of social media presence or website be honest with them um, i think a prudent answer in those types of scenarios where a company doesn't have any information out there is to say i've attempted to this is what i know but there's very little information you know available about you or what you folks do so i'd love to understand what you guys do what do you uh What are you looking to fill here? What's the role all about? I think that's a completely prudent transition to turn the ball to them to answer. And
0: uh, so, for us, we're a recruiting firm. So, what are some of the unique advantages do you think for a candidate to work with a recruiter as it comes to preparing specifically? How can a recruiter help you prepare better than you might on your own uh, before you get into
1: an interview situation? I think we talked about it in in your previous question about being prepared. That recruiter is your preparedness agent, if you will. Uh, They should know about the company. They should know about what they do. They should most importantly know uh, about the folks you're going to interview with. So I think that's the biggest advantage of a recruiting group is, uh, you know, insight, intimate understanding of the company, the people you're going to be meeting with, why the role is open, um, what type of uh, questions you should be prepared to ask and be asked of when you head into that interview. Yeah, so as a recruiter, they would have ongoing conversations with those people
0: and really understand their personalities and what's important to them and maybe some some points to hit on during the interview that they can address.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. As a recruiter, that client is telling us um, all that information up front. Here's why it's open. Here's the types of people that succeed here. Here's the types of people that fail. Here's some potential pitfalls. So we're not only using that information or leveraging that information through the recruiting process, To find the right type of personality for them, but we're also using that information when it comes time to what we call an interview prep, prepping the candidate to go into um, that that setting, how long they should expect to be there, the people they're going to meet with. Conversely or additionally in that aspect, we do the same thing on the clients. We prep them for the candidate they're going to meet. In other words, this is what's important to that particular candidate. Here are some of the things that they would really like to know about you and your leadership style or the organization. So we also afford them that preparation phase to know what's important to the candidate. So I think those are are two huge benefits on the recruiting side.
0: And from a uh, client point of view, the person that's actually interviewing, uh, what are some maybe mistakes they make or things that they don't? cover when they're interviewing to find out about somebody's qualifications properly?
1: Most of the time on the client side, um, they're not professional interviewers. They're people that just have an opening and they're trying their best to figure out whether that candidate aligns to their opening or not. Um, So for the client, that under-preparedness is a big mistake uh, because a lot of times they'll come across as not very communicative, not asking much information, or giving much information, or asking many questions. So we want to, if we have got a, a very introverted uh, client, we'll do our best upfront to say, here's some things that are important. Let's make sure we talk about those things. So we, we set the stage a little bit.
0: So if you have a interviewer that, let's say they're not working with a recruiting firm, where they have that in between, mm-hmm. just on their own, um, just like the Canada can go out and do some research and find out information. What are some things that you would recommend for a hiring person or interviewer, whoever's doing the interview, maybe the department manager? What are some things they can do to really go out and and be prepared and get the most out of an interview to to make sure they're not missing out on a great candidate just
1: because they didn't ask the right questions? Yeah, I I think uh, just as we talked about, hitting LinkedIn to understand who the person is you're getting ready to meet if their presence is out there. And also, you know, googling top ten questions to ask. Um, but I think the better thing for those folks to do is really to do an introspect on why is this spot open? What is the attributes of the ideal person? What do they, what do they need to have coming in? And that's where the question should should focus on. How do you respond in a situation like this? And and let the candidate speak to it. Give those real life examples that you have as an organization that are know things you do very very well or pitfalls and throw it out to the candidate and and see how they respond to each one of those items
0: yep. and a, i think a, a great question for a candidate to ask is what makes a successful person at this company and his role so it's equally important for the person doing the interview to really have a good understanding of what the answer to that question would be
1: 100 percent. it's a <laughs> two-way street in today's market the yep. candidate must uh take a different approach in the past it's always been you know, more of a, a top-down approach. I'm answering the questions. I'm not trying to push back or or find out if this is the right opportunity for me. I want to look most favorable to that client or that hiring organization, so they'll select me. In today's market, it's a two-way street. And that candidate must ask what types of people succeed here, what types of people fail here, um, what are your biggest challenges within your team or the organization or your department so you can really mine down and, and peel the sheets back and understand what you're getting into or potentially getting into.
0: And uh, I would say maybe another mistake that some candidates make is they kind of go in and think of what they need. They're just thinking in their mind, I don't have an income right now, so I need an income. And I need, you know, benefits like X, Y, Z, this is what I need. They're thinking more of what they are looking for specifically for themselves and not thinking of why were they called into that interview or maybe what's the actual business problem that the employer has that they can solve and start talking about themselves more than the business so how would you uh, maybe coach somebody in that situation
1: so that I think the best thing for that candidate to do is uh, understand the role what types of people succeed here what types of people fail before uh, they come at it and say I need X amount of time for vacation I need benefits to start right away my minimum compensation is is X uh, a lot of times the candidates make mistakes coming into it understanding Or looking at it from their standpoint and going this is what i need in order to make a move or make a change Um, and as you said this is the biggest pitfalls taking the myopic approach to it which is important right it's got to be the right role but um understanding the company the culture what type of of opportunity exists here at this particular organization is more important because if you're a performer and a good employee there's going to be flexibility around dollars vacation you know work-life balance um but a lot of times they'll miss that chance to understand the big picture because a candidate will come out and say this is what i need this is where i need to be at and and let's start there otherwise there's there's no discussion and that's obviously not a proven strategy yep so make
0: the employer see the value first think of the employer first Why why are you here what's the problem they're trying to solve why are they interviewing to have you come on board Uh, and show your value first and then all the other stuff will kind of fall into place. Yeah,
1: 100 percent. I want to hear about your value from an employee standpoint. I want to hear about your value, what you can bring to the table, and then I'll make that that valuation, right? Can I uh, add additional PTO? Can I add additional dollars? If somebody aligns functionally, technically, culturally, and when a candidate comes into the process and talks about what they need up front, you're giving me or that potential client no opportunity to really understand what value is there. The value is, I need A, B, and C, and you're not interested in what this role is and and how we function as a team.
0: And um, moving on to a little different area too is that some people are very talkative. They like to hear their own voice. Uh, And some people are very (laughs) introverted and they don't really like to say too much. And um, it's easy to even start talking too much and talk your way out of an opportunity by saying a little too much. So what do you think is a a good balance for candidates to think about in an interview as far as how much to listen, how much to talk, and try to find that right balance so you don't say too little, but you don't also say too much and you kind of talk your way out of I, I used to be in sales, and sometimes you talk too much, and you talk away out of a sale because you just said too much. So what's that right balance in a job interview?
1: Man, if I uh, if I had the right answer for that, I, I wouldn't be here on this podcast, although I enjoy your podcast. Thank you. Um, uh, I, think, I think the best way to start is with self, and I would say to that candidate, talk to your family. Talk to those people that are closest to you. Uh, have an open mind and, and say, do you feel like I talk too much
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we have general conversations do I take over that conversation or do you feel like I at times talk too less so at least start with an understanding of self right so if, if you're on one spectrum and talk too much put a note down on your notepad be short mm-hmm. keep it sweet so when a question asked of you in that interview setting you're being cognizant that I want to answer in you know one to four sentences at most and then turn it back over to the person you're interviewing with If they need more information, trust me, they're going to ask you to qualify or expand upon your answer. Uh, What they won't do is cut you off in your five, six-minute dissertation, which should be just a yes or no answer. Um, They're just going to write you off. and It's such a fine line of understanding and reading people and knowing when is enough information and when it's not enough.
0: So, So take some cues from the interviewers. If they seem pretty interested in what you have to say, keep talking a little bit. It seems like they're fidgeting and they're ready to move on to a different topic or question kind of cut it short and
1: yeah absolutely it's like I said if 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 I had the magic recipe here I wouldn't be on the podcast it'd be uh, be somewhere far far away but um, you just need to to have a good understanding that this interview is about both parties not just you Um, and if that interviewee or the potential client needs more information trust that they're going to ask Uh, don't think you need to talk through it to qualify every answer Uh, if it's a yes or no question answer yes or no and then turn it back do you need me to explain further do you need more information if it's an open-ended question that says tell me about an experience where you have led the project team from start to finish you're probably a four or five sentence answer and turning it back over to the person asking the question Does that make sense? Do you need any more information on any one of those phases that I talked about? Um, That's probably the best recipe. So
0: try to just think of what's the really pertinent information and keep it at that and then they'll let you know if they need need you to expand a little bit on it.
1: Absolutely. Even on the yes and no's. If the, the answer is no, just answer no. No, I don't. I've never done that, or I don't have any experience in this.
0: I, I watched a presidential debate yesterday, and they're like, "Okay, answer this yes or no," and everyone went on for about a minute. Yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> so, if they ask for yes or no, keep it short. Yeah, it's uh, there's an art to it, as you saw in the debate. It's uh, it's 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 a skillful way to not answer the question and, yeah. and move on. And in this scenario, we want to make sure we're answering the questions, but. Be forthright and say, "Does it make sense? Do you need any more information?" Yep. And look for for their feedback to drill down and, and seek additional insight. Yep. So, the the one of the more
0: important aspects of the interview is that you're you able to showcase all of your qualifications. So, whatever they're looking for, um, and. Um, a lot of times, uh, employers will write out a wish list of all the things that they would like to see a, a candidate have as far as qualifications. Anything under the sun, basically. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, we call it the
1: purple squirrel. That person doesn't exist. Yep. There's twenty twenty requirements, and and uh, we hope to most get most people. To. Most people don't have all of
0: them, but there may be some that are are important uh, that you should have. And usually, companies will also say these are sort of good if you do have them, but they're not required. Uh, but if they're sort of along the lines of the required qualifications maybe you have most but not all what's a good way to address that both in an interview as well as a resume so that they will kind of over not overlook it but
1: accept your application or interview even without that particular qualification Um, another great question Uh, there's a little bit of art in this and there's a little bit of science as well but i'll take it back to your original question being prepared for the interview what do you know about us Most interviews start that way, what do you know know about us, do you have any questions about the role? Uh, What I always encourage candidates to do early on is have that person outline the expectations. Forget about the 20 page dissertation of what they're looking for, what in your words are you looking for? And then as a candidate I can tie in those two to three top requirements they have into my experience and I can showcase what I have done in each one of those areas. But back to your question, what if I fall short? What if I don't have uh, an item that is is critical in this particular role? Or even
0: if you have less, let's say they say we need somebody with three to five years experience of SQL Server, but maybe you only have one. How would you talk about that?
1: Every one of the organizations out there is looking for what I call a soft attribute. The person that says, um, no, I don't have any experience in this area, but this is how I'd go about trying to solve that problem. They're looking for problem solvers. They're not looking for someone to come in and say, do you have any experience with with manufacturing? And their answer is just straightforward, no. And then they just don't say another word, no, sure don't. (laughs) When they're asking you about experiences or qualifications, and if it's a no, Mm -hmm. qualify it. I don't have any manufacturing experience. But here's what I do know about the manufacturing world and the manufacturing environment. Um, I shared this story with a candidate the other day who was making uh, the move into a manufacturing environment. And I encouraged him to, to uh, watch some of the episodes of how it's made. It's a great perspective of how raw material turns into some type of finished product and, and how people come together to, to assemble and manufacture goods or product and it gave the person very, very good perspective. So do your homework. If you're making an industry change, Google it. Do some industry knowledge and and see how things work in that particular industry. So at least when you get into that no, uh, I don't have that experience question, you can at least qualify. Here's what I do know. Here's what I have learned and my personality and you're showcasing this by the answer is that I'll dig in. I'm intuitive. I'm resourceful. I have the work ethic and desire to learn. And that's what every person on the hiring side is looking for. Yeah, And Um, if they've invited invited you
0: for an interview already, when you've already shown in your resume that you may not have exactly that skill, that's a good sign that they're still willing to work with you even if you don't have that particular experience and you're showing that you're willing to learn.
1: yeah, in that same instance, uh, the same candidate, same story. Why do they want to talk to me, right? What, what is the compelling thing uh, that they have interest in my background? Uh, this was a developer role, and uh, this person was a front-end developer, not a back-end. Um, but what he what he sold himself short on is uh, the industry experience he had. He didn't even correlate his industry experience from a previous employer And how it was applicable to the spot we were calling him about to Mm -hmm. talk to him about and then it uh the the light bulbs went off it's like oh yeah i do have a lot of experience in this particular industry i might be lighter in the front end versus back end but i have a tremendous amount of industry experience now i see why they want to talk to me and uh, it was a successful interview okay perfect and
0: then what are some of the best practices around how to showcase your qualification so for example i'm i'm from sweden and the swedish culture is not to really brag about yourself or try to make yourself look better than anybody else so as an interviewer you might come across people from different cultures or different personalities um, the same as a candidate so what's a good way to uh to talk about your qualifications and show them off without maybe coming off as bragging too much or maybe you should brag a lot what do you think (laughs) Another
1: fine line, right? <laughs> it's going to depend on the particular uh, company and the person doing the interviewing and what their personality type is like. So it obviously ties back into the original question. And these are some of the benefits you you will get when working with a recruiting group. But to try and answer that in, in a very high level, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. The m- sooner you can ask in that interview, what types of people succeed here, what types of people fail, or tell me about the job. What are you guys looking to, to do here? Uh, the sooner you can see what's important to the, the, the hiring person uh, upfront in the process, the better off you're going to be because you can tie in your experiences to those things that, that they talked about. And then it's not uh, self-glossing or bragging. You're talking about specifically your knowledge in those one, two, three, four areas that they talked about as, as being the critical factors for success in this job. Um, but you're right it's it's a fine line right you, they they want you to state your qualifications but they don't want somebody that, that comes across as being the smartest person in the room right so just kind of fill out the, the audience and yeah, it's go from we're, there we're people right <laughs> we're people yeah. well, the interviewee is a person and the interviewer is a person as well so uh, we're all made differently. We're all wired differently. What's important to us is obviously all, yeah. all all variables in that equation, and it's so hard to give you a specific answer on that other than understand what's important to them, what they're looking for, and, if and then tie those into your background.
0: Yep, yeah, and if you were doing the interviewing, uh, if you notice that somebody's not opening up that way, maybe just ask them a little bit more. Don't assume that they don't know what they're talking about or have those skills, but maybe try to ask, I don't know what you would, would tell somebody in that situation or what you have done yourself
1: yeah from a candidate standpoint if if you're just getting yes or no questions Mm -hmm. from the interviewee or the interviewer i should say um, switch it back to them and say, can you qualify that a little bit more? Tell me about how you you know, manufacture Component A. How many people are employed here? What's the process? What's your lead time? Uh, asking those general business questions of the, the person doing the interview will get them to open up a little bit more and give you some more insight about what they do. Because again, they're not professional interviewers. They're just as Mostly. Uh, most of the time, that's true. <laughs> They're just as uncomfortable or uneasy about meeting new people as you are, mm-hmm. right? It, yep. Generally speaking, people are pretty reserved and uh, when they meet somebody new. Uh, so getting that, that client or that potential client to open up and talk about themselves and their business and their processes will turn it more into a discussion than it will be a yes or no interview. And, and that's what ultimately everybody's after. Cool. A conversation, what are you looking for? Here's how my skills align. Is there synergy here or not?
0: Yeah, and I think on that note, that's a good way to sum it up. Uh, so for those of you listening, uh, if you have any questions on this topic or maybe a different topic related to uh, anything hiring, recruiting, employment, career related, uh, come to our website, impactbusinessgroup.com, and uh, visit our podcast page is under re, under the, uh, the resource tab uh, and then from there you'll be able to find all the different places you can listen uh, to this podcast Spotify Google Podcast so on and subscribe so you can get notifications when we have a new episode up and there's a little forum on there you can reach out to us and uh, send us your questions we'll be happy to answer them in a future podcast or you can email us at uh, jobtalk@impactbusinessgroup.com, at and we'd love to hear from you and I uh, hope you tune into our next episode
1: thank you thank you